The Holy Spirit gives us eyes of understanding today and puts in our hearts just a heart to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to receive your word today, Father God. And so we're going to be taught by the Bible today. Once again, let God's word get on the inside of you and God will get on the inside of you. Now, I'm blessed to be here today, guys. I, I can't think of a better place I would rather be on my 51st birthday. I'm 51 today. Some of you say the body of a 51-year-old, but the heart of a 19-year-old. Hallelujah. I'm ready to go today. I'm ready to go. Guys, I encourage you, you know, that, that the Scriptures talk about not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. And so, listen, guys, I really believe we, need a, we really need a tug on the Holy Spirit. How do we tug on the Holy Spirit? Well, we invite Him to every aspect of our life, every day. Just come in and fill me up. And I, I believe this, without the Holy Ghost, guys... We're going to live so average. And so let's pray that God will just fill us with the Spirit. Now, when you got your Bible, go with me to 1 Corinthians 7. 1 Corinthians 7, as you're turning there, if you've been here for the last few weeks, we've been talking about honor. And the word honor means to respect. It means to esteem. It even means to value, to exalt. And you've heard of all the different things we are to, to honor. And we're to honor Father God. We're to honor Him. But you know, in 1 Peter 2.17, it says that we're to honor all people. And so something happens, guys, when I honor what God says to honor. And if I really fear God, I will honor what He says to honor. Now, you can go through life average if you want. I don't want to go through life average. And I believe at times the difference between average and excellence in our life is how well we obey God. If you'll obey God, guys, I'm going to tell you, God will take you to new levels in your life. And so I believe this is big. Now, saying that, let's look at 1 Corinthians 7, verse number 19. Circumcision is nothing... And uncircumcision is nothing. And you know what the message says here? It says being Jewish isn't the point. The Amplified says, and circumcision counts for nothing. And uncircumcision counts for nothing. But what matters? Well, let's keep reading. But keeping the commandments of God is what matters. And so I believe this is big, that we understand what God's commandments are. You know, Jesus himself said in John 14, 15, he said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. He didn't say, if you love me, you'll know my commandments. He said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments, you'll do my commandments. So when we do God's commandments, I believe this. It's a sign of, of salvation in your life. You're saying, Father God, not only have I confessed you as Lord and Savior, but my life is going to exemplify you as Lord and Savior. And I believe when we honor God by obeying His commandments, it's a sign that I fear God. I reverence God. And so this is big for each one of us. And, and like I said, it's a true reflection of salvation in your life. Many of you will know this passage. In Matthew 7, verse 20, Jesus himself said, And they will know you by your fruits. They will know you by your lifestyle. They'll know you by your obedience. 
And so this is big that each one of us get this. Now, this morning we're going to go a little farther with honor. Turn to your right just a couple pages, a few books back, to Ephesians chapter number 6. 2 Corinthians, Galatians, and then Ephesians. Ephesians 6. And this is what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. And this is talking about another commandment. And we've talked about what it is to honor God. We're to honor all people. We're to honor kings. We're to honor governors. We're to honor those in authority. And once again, when I honor what God says to honor, there's always reward. There's always a blessing. Now we're going to hit another one today. And this will apply to every one of us in this room. Watch, verse 1. Children, obey your parents. Wow. Children, obey your parents. You know what the, the message says? Do what your parents tell you to do. Now, I don't see anything in that verse that says, Children, obey your parents until you're 15. I don't even see anywhere in there where it says, Children, obey your parents until you're 51. As long as you're on this earth, you're going to have the opportunity to obey, to honor your parents. Now, when I read this right here, Children, obey your parents, this was God's idea. This wasn't my idea. This is what God set in motion. And so He says, Obey your parents in the Lord. You know what that means in the Lord? As His representatives. For this is right. The Amplified says this is just. Now He's going to help us here on how we not only obey our, our parents, but what else we're called to do. Look what it says. Honor your father and your mother. The word honor there means to esteem. To value as precious. To show respect. And when I look at the word honor, the word honor is shown or revealed in several ways in your life. By your actions. By your attitudes. How about this? By your behaviors. By your words. By your mannerisms. And so when your mother tells you what to do, when you roll your eyes, you have now dishonored them. You can't say amen, sell me. Now, and I look at all these, this is what Father God said for us to do. And the reason I believe He tells us to do, look what He goes on and says, Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment. Now, I'll highlight something there. He said commandment. He didn't say this is the first suggestion. He didn't say this is the first recommendation. This is so big in Father God's eyes that honoring your mother and father was one of the original Ten Commandments. Actually, it's number five, found in Exodus 20, verse 12. And this was what God says, that it was so significant for me and you to honor our parents like God wants us to, that He attaches the honor is what He desires for each one of us to show our parents. Now, I went back into the Ten Commandments back there in Exodus 20. Not the Ten Suggestions. Now, you know those Ten Commandments, those aren't multiple choices. A lot of times we said, well, you know what, I like number three, but I really don't like number eight. 
No, 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 no. We have to look at these. And so what I begin to see here, the same honor we are to render to Father God in the first three of these is exactly how we are to render honor to our mother and father. The first one is this, that we are to acknowledge their existence. Just as we would Father God. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not ashamed of God. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I love for people to know I'm a believer. I'm honored to say that's my God. Well, what about our fathers, our mothers? See, I know at times, you know, we think it's cool. That, and we don't, want, we don't want our parents around us. But I believe it's significant that people understand, that's my dad. That's my mom. You know, so many times in our society, we'll hear parents say, I'm so proud of my children, which is true. But how many times do you hear parent, our, our children say, I'm so proud of my parents. And I'm, I'm glad that he's my dad and he's my mom. Now, I can say this. That as I get a little older here, this is easy for me to do now. I'm honored to say that's my mom and my dad. Thank God for my mom and my dad. The second one is this. That we're not to do anything that would degrade our parents or to disgrace them. This is exactly what it says that we're to do to Father God. And so I think about this in my life, guys. And I may be like many of you that the first 20 years of my life, I didn't know God. And so I did things that did disgrace and degrade my parents. And you know, my, my mother and my father in the city I grew up, they had a good name. Actually, they had a great name that, that my father to this day, there's many, many athletes that he coached that they will still come back into Clovis and stop by and see him. And I'll have many of them look at me and say, how's your dad? We loved your dad. He was fair. And so my mom and dad had a good name there. Now, this is the tough part. And I said this in the first service. I'm going to lump my brother in this with me because he played a major role too in it. Guys, we did several things that disgraced and dishonored my father, my mother. That degraded them. Now, the only thing I can do for my past is repent of it. And so I encourage you, if you've known in your heart you've done things, repent of that. God will forgive you. See, that's the great thing about repentance. Father God knew, and he put a clause in there. He knew in our humanity we would do things. That would dishonor what he asked us to do. And so all he's asking is, keep your heart right. The third one is we are not to honor our parents for a selfish motive. What would be a selfish motive? You want their inheritance. You got some uh, ulterior motive. We're never to do that. We're just to honor, like we honor Father God. I don't know about you, but I want to fa honor Father God regardless of my life is blessed. And I know when I honor Father God, I'm going to get blessed. And so if you'll look here, in verse 2, he said, It is the first commandment with promise. Now, I like to say the word promise would be the first commandment with reward. The first commandment with blessing. Well, let's read what this goes on to say. Verse 3, that it may be well with you. 
that it may be well with you. And when I look at that, I believe this, guys. When we honor and obey our mother and father, it will be well with me in every area of my life. Every aspect. Of, well, what do you mean by that? Well, we're all at different stages of life. It'll be well with you with your friends. You'll have good friends. It'll be well with you in relationships. It'll be well with you in your marriage. It'll be well with you and your family. It will be well. I'm telling you, this is a blessing that God says, I'm just going to put on you the rest of your life. It'll be well with you. Now, there's a clause there. I must obey. I must honor. He said the second thing is that you will have long life on this earth. How many of you want to live long on this earth? I do. Not only do I want to live long on this, I want it to be well with me. Well, you know what? For you to live long on this earth, you know what that tells me? You're going to be healthy. You're going to be in right mind. You have a sound mind. All the days of your life. You know, I believe this with all my heart, that the Lord will let you live as long as you want. I really believe that. You just keep saying, I'm ready. I'm ready to stay, Lord. I'm ready to go. He'll bless you in those areas. But it hinges on this. Now, we can sit here and talk about the promise in a positive light. It'll be well with me, and it'll be long. Long life on this earth. When? When I honor and obey my parents. I'm going to give you a negative side, and I hate to preach from the negative. Do you know what the negative side of it is? There's a complete opposite to this. That you dishonor your mother and father, it will not be well with you. You dishonor them, you will not have long life on this earth. Now, I want to say some things here on these, these lines. Many of you may have not had the greatest parents in the world. They may have treated you wrong. They may have treated you bad. If you'll notice in here though, it never did say, honor your mother and father if they've been good to you. Honor your mother and father if they never made you bad. Honor your mother and father if they gave you everything you wanted. It didn't say any of those. Now the reason I'm saying that is, uh, many of you probably listen or read Joyce Meyer's books. Joyce Meyer was abused physically, sexually, and emotionally by her own father. And she, she had resentment in her heart toward him and toward her mother because her mother knew it was going on and never did anything about it. But you know what Joyce Meyer said? I had to get to the point in my life where I forgave both of them. I forgave them. Remember in Mark eleven twenty five, the Lord said that if you don't forgive others, I cannot forgive you. Now, I'm not saying this is easy, but Joyce Meyer got to a place in her life, even though she was wrongly treated, she was able to forgive them and honor them. And you know what she did in their last days of their life? She built them a big home right by where she lived. And she blessed them. And because of her heart to honor her mother and father and bless them, her father gave his heart to Jesus. And he'll spend eternity with them. And so this is a promise for each one of us. And this may be difficult for each one of us. But I believe, guys, we've got to get a hold of this. This is a command. It's a choice. You know, several passages in the Bible talk about signs of the end time. And you know what some of the signs of the end time are? That in these last days, our children will be despisers of their parents. Children will be despisers of their parents. And so when I look at this right now in our society, it seems like in America it's become very normal 
for children to dishonor their parents right now. It's almost viewed as cool to speak down to their parents. And a lot of times I hear this said, well, my, my parents are stupid. They're out of touch. They're old-fashioned. And see, you can believe that lie if you want. But I'm going to tell you right now, God told us to do something right here. That we got to honor them and obey them. You know, when I was 14 and 15, I really thought my dad was stupid. When I became 25, I thought, man, dad got wise all of a sudden. No, what ends up happening, when you start growing in age, you realize your parents, they understood a lot more than you thought. Now, the rest of this morning, or most of it, go with me to the book of Genesis chapter 9. Genesis chapter 9. And I'm going to show you some things here in the Bible that I believe will help each one of us. This is a great passage here on how even God's greatest can become degraded. It's a passage that you'll see morality. It's a passage that will teach us what happens when we honor. And a passage that will teach you what happens when you dishonor. And so there's some incredible insight in here. Genesis 9, start with me in verse number 18. Now the sons of Noah who went out of the ark were Curly, Moe, and Larry. Just seeing if you're paying attention. No, they were Shem and Ham and Japheth. And Ham was the father of Canaan. Now I want to highlight that because you're going to see that phrase right there several times. And Ham was the father of Canaan, okay? Verse 19. These three were the sons of Noah, and from these the whole earth was populated. So where this is taking place in history is when uh, Noah and his wife had been on the ark. And they come off the ark, and you've got to understand, everything on earth is now gone. And so, because of what Scripture says, all the earth was populated out of these three guys. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And so let's keep reading because you're going to see what happens here off of honor and dishonor. Verse 20, And Noah began to be a farmer, and he planted a vineyard. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk. And as I read this, I look, and you've got to understand, one of the reasons that Noah wasn't flooded with the rest of the world is because he was a godly man. And all of a sudden, you see here, all of a sudden, this godly man degrades himself. And I don't know if Noah got into a, a severe state of depression or what, but it says he was drunk. Now, if you'll notice right there where it says he was drunk, there's a cross-reference. That cross-reference takes you to Proverbs 20, verse 1. And you know what that verse says? Whoever who is led astray by wine or alcohol is not wise. Now you can read into that whatever you want. But I see a lot of truth in that. And the reason is that is, is when you give yourself up or over to alcohol, the Proverbs talks about your eyes are going to see strange things. You're going to do some things in your life that you wish you wouldn't have. Now, I'm not just telling you that from the Bible's reference. I'm telling you that from experience. Two of my best buddies growing up were Jack Daniels, and Johnny Walker. And I'm going to tell you guys, anytime I messed around with either one of those, I got into trouble. Bad trouble. Okay? Now you can read into this how you want, but 
Let the Bible teach you. Then he drank of the wine and was drunk. And he became uncovered in his tent. And so you look at this, that Noah, who was the father of these three, who we would say would be the example in the home to these boys. You know, I can say this to all you fathers right now. Everything you do in moderation, your kids will do in excess. Period. Might as well get that in your head. And so you become an example. So right here you see this guy named Noah. He becomes a stumbling drunk. He goes back into his tent. And for some reason he just becomes naked. He gets totally naked, okay? This is what alcohol do to you. You're going to get naked. I hope you get back to your tent to do it, okay? It's the thought. Keep reading. Verse 22. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of his father. Now, once again, the reason it mentions Canaan right here, his son, is because his son plays a huge role in this. Actually, most people, when you read this in Jewish customs, they believe Canaan was the instigator. But you see right here that it says, And so Ham and the father of Canaan saw the nakedness of his father. And so when I read what's going on, you see that Ham goes into the tent of his father and sees his father in this condition or this shape. Actually, he gazes at his father and it talks about that somehow in this, he dishonors his father. I believe it's this. He disrespects him because he looks at him shamefully. Now, how did he disrespect him? Well, look what that verse goes on to say. And he went out and told his two brothers outside. So I believe he mocked his father. He judged his father. And so the paraphrased edition of this is, is Ham goes in and sees his, do- his father in this, in this shape. In this condition. And he goes walking outside the tent and he sees his two brothers and he says, Hey boys, you're not going to believe this. Dad is plastered. Dad is tore up. Dad is, he's drunker than a skunk. He's wasted. Wasted days and wasted nights. He's just messed up. And then you know what he goes on to say to him? You won't believe this. Dad's in his birthday suit. He's a naked, he doesn't have nothing on. You ought to see this. And so right here, This man named Ham has an opportunity to honor, but he decides to dishonor. And when I look at all this, this is how each one of us can get if we're not careful. And and Noah's moral failure right here becomes a test of honor for his three sons. Let me say that again. Noah's moral failure becomes a test of honor for his three sons. Now I want to highlight something here. You can't blame someone else's bad behavior on your behavior. In other words, two wrongs don't make a right. And so I'm telling you right here that just because you may have someone that's an example over you to choose to do what's right or wrong, you got to make that choice yourself too. God's put that in every one of us. So look what happens in the next verse. Verse 23. But Shem and Japheth took a garment, a blanket, 
And they laid it on both their shoulders and they went backwards and they covered the nakedness of their father. As I read that, I begin to think, here's Noah back here and he doesn't have nothing on. And his two other boys, Shem and Japheth, they put this blanket up over their shoulders like this and they walked backwards in. You know what this was? This was a sign of honor. They didn't want to shame their father. And so they laid it on him this way. And, and look what it goes on to say here. Their faces were turned away and they did not see their father's nakedness. So these two older, or these two other brothers, they respond totally different. They didn't want to see the father's shame or expose his shame. And what I see here, guys, is this crisis. The moral failure of their father brought a test to each one of them. And out of this test, you know what you see with Shem and Japheth? Their true character toward their father. They said, you know what? Even in this state, even in this mistake in his life, we're still going to honor him. Verse 24. So Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his younger son had done to him. Now here's the million dollar question. You think these boys would have ever gotten to the sin they did if Noah wouldn't have got drunk? Probably not. But the bottom line is, human beings, even as great as Noah is, even as great as some of you are, you're going to make mistakes. And when people make mistakes, even your parents make a mistake. Do I still honor them? Or do I dishonor? Now what you're going to see here, guys, is there's consequences for this. Big time consequences. And in verse 25 through 27, you know what Noah does? He foretells the destiny of his son's entire future. And not only did he foretell their future, it capsulates the future of the entire humanity. You know what I begin to read here? That Jewish scholars believe these prophecies that Noah spoke over his son were the most far-reaching prophecies ever uttered. I want you to read with me here. Verse 25. Then Noah, he said, Cursed be Canaan. Cursed be Canaan. Now once again, Ham's sin, but Canaan's, Canaan's cursed. Now it's what I talked about earlier. They were both in it together, Ham and his son Canaan. And so he said, and Canaan be cursed. Now we got to understand how powerful the word cursed is, guys. The word cursed means it's a self-imposed judgment upon yourself. And when you read the cursing that Noah spoke over his son's destiny, it was that they would be wicked and morally degraded. Now I want to highlight something. When it says, cursed be Canaan, in my Bible there's a cross-reference. What do you mean cross-reference, Pastor? Well, look, there's a little A right there. Follow that little A, and in my Bible, you know where it takes me to? It takes me to Deuteronomy 27, 16. Let me read to you what that verse says. Cursed is the one who treats his father or mother with contempt. He degrades them. The Amplified says, he dishonors them. So what Ham and Canaan did, they dishonored. And because of this, Noah speaks a curse. 
Now this was the first curse that mankind had done in the Bible right here. Look what it says about the cursed. And they will be a servant of servants. You know what that means? They're going to be the lowest of low. Now, if you study the genealogy of Ham and follow him throughout the Bible, this is what happened, guys. You can follow this and see what happened to his descendants, and they're not good. And so, he goes on to say, And he shall be to his brethren. So what goes on here, guys, is Shem and Japheth are here, and, and Noah foretells and he says, You will be your brother's servants. In other words, you're going to be underneath them. And what was all this a result of? They dishonored their father. It was a choice. Ooh, I don't want to just leave you with the negative. Now look at the positive here. Verse 26. And he said, Noah, blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem. Blessed. Blessed be the Lord. Now, what we all must understand this, guys. In Hebrew culture, the family blessing was the most highly prized, valuable heritage you could receive. What do you mean by that? This is what all the children wanted. They knew when daddy spoke that blessing, it was incredible. And if you study where we were in a few weeks ago in Genesis 27, remember when Isaac blessed Jacob? And Esau came in and he wanted the blessing and he said, But dad, can't you bless me? And you know what, what uh, Isaac said to him? I've blessed and I can't reverse the blessing. And so I want you to understand, the power on their words. See guys, this ought to be a, a wake up to even us. There's power in your words. I believe it's huge guys, especially daddies. When you bless your children. When you speak a blessing over them, and you know what? It's easy for a father to bless his children when they're honoring to him. It's easy. This is big. So he says here, blessed be the God of Shem. And you can study through scriptures, we'll see. Blessed be the God of Abraham. Blessed be the God of Isaac. Blessed be the God of Jacob. And so he said, blessed be the God of Shem. And when you study Shem's history, his lifestyle... You know what Shem did? He recognized and proclaimed God's greatness the whole time he lived. He lived as a man of God. I studied and I found out that some of the greatest patriarchs of Israel, including Abraham, they would study under Shem. When they wanted to know what they needed to do with the thing, they would study under Shem. So Shem was a great man of God. Not only at this time in his life, but when his daddy spoke that over him, something happened. Look what it goes on to say. And may Canaan be his servant. In other words, this brother who dishonored me, he's going to be your servant. Look at the last one in verse 27. And may God enlarge. May God extend Japheth. In other words, I'm going to bless him too. And may he dwell in the tents of Shem. You know what this meant? That they dwelt in the tents of Shem? That meant that Japheth and Shem, these two brothers and their descendants would be in union all their days. They would serve God together. And look how it ends. And may Canaan 
be his servant. And I read this. And you know what? This was the difference between the curse and the blessing. The ones who dishonored and the ones who honored. And it becomes a choice for every one of us. And when I look at this and I study their history, it was well with Shem and Japheth. You know what I found out about Ham? You never again hear Ham's name in the Bible again in a positive light. Again. Now what I can tell you about today is this. If you've made mistakes in honoring your parents. And you got to repent. Get your heart right. Begin to be a person of honor. Some of you will remember this verse. Deuteronomy 30, 19. It says, I set before you this day. Life and death. Blessing and Cursing. He said, I said before each one of us today, blessing and cursing, therefore choose life that you and your descendants may live. And so guess what? Not only are you choosing things for your life, blessing or cursing, you're setting up your children. And guess what? You can be a generational history maker. You don't have to live under a curse. But it becomes a choice. You know, every year at the Men of Iron... And that's at the last of March this year, guys. I'm, I encourage you. I encourage you to go to that this year. But every year, there's a pack of my relatives up there, my family bloodline, that loves to honor God. And men see my father. They see my brother. They see nephews. They see sons-in-laws. And I have men say to me, I wish I had the history, the generational blessing you have. Well, guess what? It had to start with one. And that was my father because my father honored God. And so God's just looking for one of you to step up and say, you know what? Maybe we hadn't honored God like we're supposed to. But you know what? I'm going to make some choices today. Now, I want you to go to Proverbs 3. Proverbs 3. And this is what we'll end with today. I don't want this to be doom and gloom to you guys. See, we have a choice in this. You can repent today and get back on track. I, I can say this before you guys. My life is a blessing right now. My life, it is well with me. And I, I can stand before you and say this. I did have good parents. I had good parents. And so I'm blessed. And maybe you didn't have good parents. You know what I encourage you today? You be that good parent. You say, okay. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to start honoring God. And don't think God can't bless. God will bless you. When you honor what God says to honor, He's going to bless you. And look right here. Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, do not forget my law at any time. But let your heart keep my commands. I like that. Let my heart keep my commands. Or let your heart. You know what that means? You've got to get God's commands in your heart. And that doesn't mean you've got to be perfect. But you know what that does mean? When you know in your heart you've broke God's commands, you repent and say, man, Father God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And God will bless you. He'll honor that. But look at the reward in verse 2. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. What will add to you when you honor God's commands? What was God's command today? 
That I honor my mother and father. That I obey them. That I honor all that I do. And he says right here. It'll give you quality of life. It'll give you tranquility. It'll give you peace. I believe that when we honor God like this, God will defend you. God will become your testimony. And people will begin to say, man, I don't know what's different about him. It's because he's learned to honor God. He's learned to honor God's word. Stand on your feet with me today. This is good news, guys. This is good news. This isn't bad news. This is just a wake-up call. And I don't care what age you are. Man, begin to say, I'm going to honor. I'm going to honor as long as I'm alive, Father God. I'm, I just want to be a person of honor. Bow your head with me right now.